invite you to remain standing for the sharing of God's holy word that comes to us today from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your new life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life that you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. May God add blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of this portion of God's holy word. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks. It is again a joy to be with you this morning we want to say a special word of welcome to those joining with us via broadcast and online to those in Pigott that worship with us to those who worship with us every week um, from Garysville Indiana um, and to those who uh, worship with us from Ward and places closer by in our nursing homes and in our hospitals we are so thankful that you are part of our church family in worship let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As a pastor, there are a lot of people that come to us with questions of spirituality. They come to us as pastors with questions of faith, struggles and difficulties that they experience in their lives, and that they want to know how, as a pastor, we would address their concerns or their struggles. I recently had a conversation with one such man who called the church and was wanting to speak about spiritual matters. He, he was very concerned and struggling a lot with the fact that he had given his life to Christ. He had turned away from the struggles and the sins of his past. And he had given his life over. He said, Pastor, I've done everything right. But I'm still facing some of the consequences of my actions in the past. My life is still hard. But I've, I've given my life to Christ. Shouldn't it be easier? Shouldn't it be easier to, to continue to do good? What does it mean to be renewed in Christ if life still is so messy sometimes? What does it mean to be renewed in Christ? 
That is a question that we have been struggling with throughout the centuries. From the earliest days of Christianity, those followers of Jesus, those apostles of Christ had the same question. What does it mean to be renewed in Christ? For many of them, they believed based on the words of Jesus and based on the words of the apostles that, that Jesus would be coming back soon, that the second coming would happen, that this earth would dissipate and disappear and that they would be united with Christ in the glory of the eternal heavens. But that didn't come. It didn't come as soon as they were expecting. So what did it mean then to be renewed and raised with Christ, resurrected with Christ? That is language that is used in baptism. It is language that was used for those early Christians. What does it mean to be raised and resurrected with Christ while we're still on earth with all of the struggles that exist on earth? with all of the difficulties that exist here, and with a world that seems to go so much against the gospel of Jesus Christ. How are we to live as renewed Christians? That is exactly what Paul is trying to answer here in this letter to the Colossians. Paul, at this point, was imprisoned and uh, Epaphras, one of the disciples there who was leading the church uh, of the Colossians, traveled 600 miles to visit Paul in prison to bring him this important news about that church. The good news, he tells Paul, is that the church is thriving. They're reaching lots of people. It, it's growing and, and it is supporting itself. It, that's good news. But the bad news is that they're struggling with their identity. There's some that are preaching and teaching that it is one's identity as, as a Jewish Christian that makes one a follower of Jesus. Things like circumcision and obeying the purity laws. And, and so as Paul writes to this church, writes to these people struggling with what it means to be renewed in Christ and to be Christians in this early church, he tells them that one's identity is not based so much on what one says if what one says is outside and separate from one's actions. That in order to be renewed in Christ, one doesn't just proclaim Jesus Christ, but seeks to live into that renewed identity as a follower of Jesus. The way that you act, the way that you live, your life should be shaped by Jesus. The way that you live matters because it is Christ who lives in you. Our hearts and our minds, Paul said, should be set on Jesus, should be set on heavenly things, not on earthly things. To be given life by Christ, to be raised with Christ, is to be given new life, and not just in heaven, but in the here and now. Even as we are living on this earth, we're supposed to live 
differently. We, as Christians, are supposed to live differently here and now. So what does that look like? Well, Paul tells the church that they are to put away their earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. In other words, our bodily nature, our sexual desires, when they are, are joined with greed, when we are about a consumerist culture and using other people for our pleasure, that is, that is not good. That is idolatry, Paul says. In addition to, to trying to rid ourselves of that greed and of consumerist mentality when it comes to other people, we should also, Paul says, rid ourselves of anger and rage and malice and slander and filthy language and lying to other people. We're to be people that live with integrity, people that live honestly. And if we listen to what Paul is saying here, it sounds a little bit like what we're taught in school. Use kind words, don't lie. But even though this is something that we are taught in school, that we are taught from the time that we are children, even when we're adults, it's sometimes not easy to live into them. It's not easy because we live in a world where anger and rage and malice and bad words about other people, where greed is central. We live in this world that makes it really, really hard to listen to these words from Paul at least when it comes to ourselves. Because it's so easy sometimes to look at other people and to say, well, they need to speak nicer or they need to stop lying or they need to not be angry. It's easy to point the finger at other people with what they are doing wrong and how they need to turn their lives around. But what Paul says here is that the instructions are to rid ourselves of these things. That we're to look at our own lives, how we are to be renewed in Christ, how we are to live differently, how we are to set our minds and set our hearts on the world that Jesus wants for us to inhabit. We are called to be different. And to not just be different in name, to not just say that we are Christian, but to be different in our actions, to act in a different manner. And we don't get to behave badly and say that it is because of Jesus. We don't get to call people names and say that we're doing it from for Christ. We can't be cruel to other people and say that we're doing it for a good cause because in that very act of doing these bad things, even if we have ends that we believe are good, in doing those bad things, we have destroyed our cause. The way we live our lives matters. And we are called to be renewed. 
Christ. To allow ourselves to be renewed in Christ. This is really, really hard in a world where the attention is held by those who are the loudest, by those who are the biggest and the meanest, and where too often the loudest and the biggest and the meanest seem to win. But if we are to be a new creation in Christ, if Christ is to inhabit and to be our life, as Paul says that he is, then we must allow Christ to renew us, to work in us and through us, and to transform us. Paul uses a language here in his scripture, in his letter to the Colossians. He uses this language of taking off our old self and putting on a new self putting on a new self that is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of the creator. Now, as I hear these words, I struggle a little bit with them because I think of putting on a new self as putting on a facade, that, that that's something that's not real or authentic. But that's not what Paul's getting at. He's not saying that, that we shed our old self and, and put on this facade of being a good Christian. No. The idea is that we are renewed from the inside out, that our hearts and our minds, our very selves, are transformed by Jesus Christ. In biology, in the animal world, there's a process known as molting, where certain animals like snakes or like dogs or like crabs will shed an outer layer of shell or skin or hair periodically so that they can be renewed and so that they can live better. And as the animals shed this outer layer, they must draw in and bring in extra nutrients from their water and their food supplies in order for their new skin to grow. Crabs, for instance, when they shed the outer layer of their shell, they, they shed their shells, and it is this, the hard and, and, and really defensive layer that they shed. And when they do that, these crabs are left a little softer and more vulnerable. But over time, as they take in extra water and extra nutrients, and and they use their own bodies, this, this soft exterior self begins to grow stronger and stronger, and they are transformed. Our new life in Christ is not something that we simply put on. It is something that comes from within, but also from Christ who is within us. Like, like those nutrients from the water and the food sources that come to those crabs, Christ infuses us with the Holy Spirit that enables us to shed our hardened, angry, outer layer self and to be made new into the person that God wishes us to be, being renewed in the knowledge and the image of our Creator.
in the words of Paul. But what do we do, like the man that I talked to, what do we do in our lives when we have done that work? We have sought to shed our hardened outer shell and be renewed by that one who is infusing us with the Holy Spirit in the image of our creator. But it seems like life is still really hard. And it seems like we still get things wrong. Isn't it supposed to be that once you're renewed in Christ that you're done? No, <laughs> is the answer, despite how much we would wish it were so. In seminary, my Wesleyan theology professor, my Methodist professor, made us read 50 of John Wesley's sermons and outline them. John Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist movement. And it's fascinating to read John Wesley's sermons and to read all of these, these sermons from, from this important person who was the founder of what would later become our denomination. Because John Wesley had an incredible experience of renewal at Aldersgate, where he felt his heart strangely warmed. He said, I knew at that point, he knew that God was with him and that his life was new, that he was loved and that he had new life in Christ in that moment. And in the sermons that immediately followed that Aldersgate experience, that experience of welcoming Christ in a new way, John Wesley said, once you are renewed in Christ, you will never sin. And then a couple of sermons later, he says, well, you might sin. It happens, but it won't be anything really bad. And then a few sermons later, he says, well, life continues to evolve and we continue to be human despite the fact that we are renewed in Christ. That is why we are in constant need of continual renewal. A number of those animals that go through molting, they do that multiple times in their lives when they need to be renewed and refreshed and revitalized and given new life once again. That can happen to us as well. We aren't renewed in Christ. We don't just put on Christ and then we're done and we are sinless forevermore and our lives are easy and cease to be complex. No. When we are renewed in Christ, when we shed that hardened outer layer and begin to grow into these new creatures in the image of our creator, life still happens. We still mess up because despite the fact that these instructions of Paul's to be kind, to use good words, to not lie to each other, are things that we have learned ever since we were little children, they are still really hard to obey. A friend of mine told a story where she was teaching the chapel service, leading the chapel service for the preschool at her church. And one day she was leading the chapel service and told the story of the Good Samaritan. She taught these children that they are to be kind to one another 
and to help one another. And she said as she would ask them questions for call and response, getting these children to process what being kind would look like in their lives, she said, I felt like they got it. Like I had taught them something wonderful and important that they would carry with them forever. And she said then 15 minutes later, she walked outside and witnessed the children throwing rocks at each other on the playground. Sometimes we are children. And despite knowing what we are to do, despite being filled with knowledge, despite reading our Bibles, despite going to church, despite shedding that outer layer and seeking to be renewed in Christ, we still struggle like children on a playground or the man that called me on the phone. But the good news, the good news of the gospel for us is that our renewal doesn't just come from us. That our lives and our transformation are not dependent on our perfection, but on Christ, on the perfect one. Christ is all and is in all, Paul says. Christ renews us. Sometimes we might have to shed that outer layer over and over again and allow the nutrients of the Holy Spirit to seep into our hearts and souls over and over and over again so that we can live life anew more fully. Because it's so easy to hold on to that hard shell. It's so easy to seep in to the anger, to give in to the harsh words that are running through our minds. It can be so easy because we live in a world with a lot of yelling in person and on social media. We live in a world with a lot of anger that often turns to violence where sex seems to be part of this consumeristic society and greed seems to seep into every facet of our beings where truth seems to be completely relative at times. And it is so tempting and so easy to get caught up in this way of living and being in that world of yelling and of lying and of greed and of violence. It's so easy to get caught up in that world that we can forget that we have been raised with Christ. That in Christ, we have new life. That we don't have to be defined by the yelling and the anger and the greed. That we don't have to be defined by our hard outer shell, but that we can be renewed from within to be the people that God has called us to be. Ones of integrity, ones of honesty, ones of truth, and ones of love. Ones who live in the image of our creator. Friends, if Christ is our life, then we are to be different. So this week, I invite us all to open ourselves up our hearts and our minds to what Christ might be doing in our lives, 
to be renewed by this one who through the power of resurrection is making us new in the image of our creator. Let us allow the nutrients of the Holy Spirit to enter into our minds and hearts and souls so that we can be renewed in Christ, living differently in this world of ours. Let us pray. God, I pray that you will open us up to receive you anew this day, that whatever we may be struggling with, whatever anger we might be holding on to, whatever defensiveness we may be feeling, that you will break through and pour into us your Holy Spirit, that we may be renewed for your purposes for us in your world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>